Okay, I'm pulling on my driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for another drive to work. Okay, so today I'm continuing uh, one of my mega series uh, on color philosophy. So today I'm talking about red. Dun 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 dun. Red. That's my introduction to red. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I, for starters, I love color philosophy. Um, I actually believe when you dig down deep into the into the 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 core of magic, that what magic is built around, the the, the very thing that makes magic so special, is the color wheel. Uh, and as such, I've become one of the color pie gurus, meaning I've made it my job to understand the color pie, both flavor and mechanics, so I understand how it represents itself. Um, and thus, I've been doing, I'm doing five podcasts, one for each color, to explain the color philosophy. I've already done white, blue, and black. Um, and if you guys know your color pie order, of course, that means today's red. Um, if you've not listened to them, I recommend you do. You don't really need to listen to any order, because... And each one stands alone. But I, I, I do believe if you understand the color pie, that magic is enriched. That magic is a better game if you understand it. Not that you have to understand it, but I, I think the color pie and the, the color philosophies are... It's one of my favorite parts of the game that I think as you dig deep into it, it's fun to sort of take it and apply it to other things. Um, okay, so one of the things that I actually did not bring up in the other color pie things, but I will bring up here, is that every once in a while we find some... Um, some pop culture element that hits all five colors. And one of my favorites is that the Simpson family, the Simpson family, my friends, uh, is all five colors. So let me explain. So I talked about how white is all about the, the good of the group and, and setting rules, and, and that is Marge. Uh, blue quest for knowledge and, and just wants to know things. That's Lisa. Um, Black is very selfish and is in it for its own gain and kind of enjoys watching others suffer. That's Bart. <laughs> uh, red, as I'll talk about today, I'll, I'll get to in a second. Uh, green is very natural, that wants the status quo, doesn't like to see things change, works on instinct. That is Maggie. Okay, so that means red. Red is a color that is impulsive, that follows its, 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 its emotions, that, that, that whatever, its, whatever its body's telling it. And that is Homer. So let me talk a little bit about red today. The Homer color, if you will. Okay, so red says, this is red. Here's what red believes. Red believes my body is talking to me. It wants things. It needs things. And it understands what it needs. It knows what it wants. That when I, when my body says I'm angry and it feels the need to do things that, that are anger, I should listen to it. It knows what it's doing. You know, when my body's happy, I should laugh. When my body's sad, I should cry. You know, that red just feels like, look, live the most, follow your heart, you know, do what feels right. Red is very much about, about feel and emotion. Okay, so now, that contradicts with blue. blue. Blue and red are enemies. Why are blue and red enemies? Because blue believes, do not let emotions run your life. Use the intellect. Think, you know. Uh, blue believes, like, like the greatest, one of the greatest dangers of life is, is, is letting your emotions run wild and getting into trouble because you're not thinking things through, that you're not thinking the big picture. Blue plans, blue plots. Red, red does none of that. Red lives in the moment. Red is about now. Red does what it wants to do when it wants to do it. Consequences, consequences. that's what red says. Red does not care. You know, red is like, if you live in the moment all your life, then you're always living in the moment. And, and things are awesome, and, and you feel things, and you, you, know, you can express things, and... You know, when you feel something, you 
feel it. Um, and that's red. Red's thing is all about, you know, being true to yourself and being true to your heart and your beliefs and your gut and doing what feels right. Now, um, now one of the things where, so the reason red doesn't like blue is blue is all about, no, 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 you know, resist your inner, your inner emotions and follow your intellect. Um, the problem red would have with white is what red really wants is red just wants freedom. You know why? Because red wants to do what red wants to do. You know, red wants to be able to act. Red wants to follow its passions and be able to do that. And what red does not like are rules because rules keep him from doing that. You know, red wants to, you know, red like, if I'm mad, I want to hit somebody. And somebody goes, well, there's laws saying you can't hit somebody. And red's like, whatever, you know. Uh, and white is, is the king of the laws. White likes making laws and rules. And, and so red and white do not get along. Uh, see, white sees red as chaotic. Because to white, white is like, I'm orderly, red is chaotic. Red sees white as being stuffy, that white just doesn't live, or blue for that matter. You know, red's about just really experiencing things and being present in the moment. So, for example, the reason that red and green get along is green understands the sense of instinct, of you are the way you are, and, you know, an animal will do what an animal does. And red is like, yeah, well, human will do what a human does, or whatever creature you are, you know, that... That creatures have their own feeling. Let them be. Let them do what they want to do. You know, that a, a human punching another human because they're mad, that's as natural as a, you know, a, a cheetah chasing a gazelle. I mean, that that's just how we are. Um, and the reason red and black get along is that they share, I mean, black is king of selfishness, but red, red gets it. Red is like, I'm about me. You know, well, what do I follow? My emotions and what I am feeling. And that, you know, that... Black and red get that, you know, that, that red gets the idea of, look, there's some selfishness that goes on here. Now, I don't think, I mean, black is, is much more selfish than red. Uh, red is more selfish in that it's following its own gut instincts and not thinking about others. So, I mean, that, that's the biggest downside of red, I mean, from a red, is that red does not think of consequences. Red is not a long-term thinker. Blue, long-term thinker. White, long-term thinker. Red, short-term thinker. Because um, red is sort of like, I... I have great anger in me, um, and this person has caused me to be angry. You know what make me less angry? If I hit them, then I would be less angry, and I would feel better. And are there consequences of me hitting somebody else? Yeah, but that's not what Red's going to worry about. In fact, Red's kind of philosophy is, look, if everybody just sort of followed their passion, nah, it'll work out, you know? And White looks at that and just sees utter, utter anarchy, right? But red, red, you know, red is sort of like, ah, let people live by their passion. And, you know, red, red wants a world in which people, you know, do what matters. That too much, you know, that red looks at the world and red says, hey, you know, this is a world devoid of passion. That, that's not living. Um, now, I've talked a lot about how I am, I am blue and red. I, I'm is it. Uh, and the, the one of the reasons I understand red is I, I get it. I am an emotional person. For those who have not ever dealt with me in any way... Or perhaps never listened to my podcast before. Uh, I'm an emotional person. When I feel something, I feel it. If I'm happy, I'm happy. If I'm mad, I'm mad. If I'm sad, I'm sad. I, I, whatever the emotion is, I feel and I feel it strongly. And one of my one of my problems in general is I'm not going to shed that off. I'm not going to go. Well, I'm upset right now, but it would be best for me not to talk about that. that. That's not my way. And so I get red. I I have passion in my life. I love the passion in my life. In fact, one of the reasons I think I'm as happy as I am is I embrace my passions. I said, you know what I want to do? I want to make games for a living. So I did it. 
not, not that that's not easy, but, 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 I mean, I feel like I'm living my passion. Now, I, I have a blue side, so I'm not, I, I don't fly off the handle at every waking moment, and I don't just punch people because I can. Uh, not my style, but I am very emotional. Okay, so let's talk about how this feeling of red plays into what red does. Okay, now, red, probably more than any other color, maybe, maybe blue, red has a mechanical identity that is tied to one thing more, like, red is the direct damage color. Now, for those that don't know, uh, and I assume most of you do, but, so direct damage means any spell or, or ability which does damage directly to a creature or player. Uh, you don't tend to do damage directly to a Planeswalker because you redirect it from the player. So, essentially, hitting a player is like hitting a Planeswalker with damage. Um, and red is king of direct damage. Now, here's the weird thing. The thing that I find strange is, or, or, a lot of people think that red doesn't have that many abilities, but they then, they then count direct damage as one ability. And, and the reality is that, like, let's say red has, you know, uh, a shock. You know, or, or, or even a, a spell that, you know, did damage to attack or attacking or blocking creatures. And then red has this spell that, like, does six damage to all creatures. Okay? People go, oh, well, that's, that's all direct damage. That's direct damage. But let's go to white. So white has an ability we call range strike, where it does damage to attackers or blockers. You know? And then white has wrath of God, which destroys all the creatures. Now, what I just described in red, oh, that's all direct damage. But in white, that, that's not seen as the same thing. One is range strike and one is mass destruction, and like they're not, they're seen as completely different things. Yet in red, it's like oh, those are all the same thing, you know. And so I think people take too much. They sort of just like think this. Red has this tool that's very useful that it gets used in all sorts of different ways, you know. Um, now here's another thing about red. Something that uh, there's a pro player named David David Price. Um, Dave Price was a pro player for a long time. Um, he won the third Pro Tour in Los Angeles. Uh, it was Tempest only. And he won with a mono-red deck. And Dave was known for playing aggressive aggro decks. Aggro means aggressive. Uh, short for aggressive, I believe. Um, and a lot of people... One of Dave's pet peeves was... He said that people thought of control decks as being very... You know, required a lot of thought. But that, um, you know, aggro decks, weenie decks and stuff, were mindless. And what Dave said is, no, that, that, it, it bugged him how, how people didn't understand the amount of thought that went into playing an aggressive deck. Because um, one of the things that he said is, okay, I mean, he wasn't saying a control deck is easy, but he's saying in a control deck, you have the answers, and when the right, right threat comes up, you have to figure out how to assign your answers to the threats. But you know the threats when you choose what answer to make. He goes, but with uh, an aggressive deck... You're making the threats. You're the beatdown, to use uh, Mike Flores' language. You're the one who's setting the tempo of the game. Well, you don't know the answers your opponent has. So you have to choose your threats, sort of gauging on what answers you think your opponent has. That's very hard. That's hard to do. You know, you're not being reactive in which you have information to work with. You have to sort of glean from lots of little tiny bits of information. Uh, and what Dave's saying is, it's hard to play. It's not easy to play. And I think that one of the things about red is... Um, I think of all the colors, red is the most misunderstood. I think green is not understood at all, and I'll get to green in my next, not next week, but my next podcast on the series, I'll talk green. And I, I think green is the color most people just don't understand. But red is the color most people misunderstand. Um, 
And for starters, they think of red as being very simple, and it's not. Red is actually very complex, and even mechanically it's very complex. You know, how you use direct damage. Like, one of the things that's very interesting that I find fascinating is you take a, you know, a shock or lightning bolt, you put it in a beginner's hand, and they'll just keep hitting the, the opponent. And, and then you learn, although that's not the way to play to play, that, you know, usually creatures are much better, that creatures will do damage over turns, and, you know, using one shock to kill a 4-2, you might save yourself 12 damage. Um, but, as you get more advanced, at some point, you get good enough that you realize that Sometimes, you know, you're working on the clock and, like, you know what, the exact right thing to do is bolt the opponent. That the, the very move that was the beginner, you know, the beginner mistake proves to be correct in the right context. Um, and that's one of the things that I love about Red is that it has a lot of nuance. It's very sort of uh, blunt, but it still, in gameplay, has a lot of nuance in how you play it. You know, I mean, Red doesn't even have to be aggressive. Red does have control strategies. Red can be, can be defensive. You know, but it's offensive in a, in a much more open way. It's not as sneaky. I mean, it has, this, it has the sneak qualities. We'll get to it. Okay. So red, red basically is all about embracing, embracing one's passion, one's emotions, one's feelings. Okay. So another thing that gets misunderstood is red embraces the entire emotional spectrum. You know, red can be happy. Red can be in love. Red can have passion. Red can you know, be sad. I mean, red feels things with its heart. It feels them. But in magic, well, we're showing you a game of combat. So in the game of combat, you know what you tend to see? Well, more aggressive emotions, anger being the biggest one. You know, when I'm fighting, what emotion both helps me? Well, things that, that get me pumped and get me to sort of fight better. Well, anger is a big, anger's pretty good. And when I'm fighting somebody, you know, a- anger does a pretty good job of sort of, you know, firing you up. Um, and now anger, also anger in some ways is a great, you know, if you want to embody red, in, in, that anger is the kind of thing where, like, you act because you feel a certain way, but there's all sorts of ramifications that come from anger that can cause you problems. And that, that's red's thing. So we like using anger. Anger works well. Uh, anger gets a little overused probably in red, although because we're combat-oriented, it works the best. Um, so obviously direct damage uh, comes out of red sort of... Uh, if black uses death as a resource, red uses destruction as a resource. Red is like, I have powerful magics, whatever it be, fire, lightning, earth, you know, whatever, whatever it's throwing at it, red is good at destructing things. And the reason red is bad at, um, I mean, the reason it's good at artifact and, and uh, land destruction, but bad enchantment, is it's good at destroying things that are tangibly there, you know, Oh, there's an artifact causing me problems? Well, I can shatter it. I can break it. You know, there's a creature causing me problems? I can throw a bolt at it. I can hit it with a giant fireball. Um, but there's an enchantment. It's, it's intangible. It's not... It's, look, I, can, I can't bolt it. You know, I can't destroy it directly. I can't tangibly destroy it. And so that, that, that's why red has problems with enchantment removal. Okay, so... Um, Red definitely uses its emotional spectrum. Part of it is to fuel itself, but part of it is to affect others. For example, panic is making other people get jumpy and, and using fear. Um, you know, a lot of power pumping in red is sort of, you know, getting creatures sort of um, using their inner passion to give them drive. 
Um, it has threaten, which is I steal your creature and, and use it on my turn. And that is the idea of taking it and sort of pushing certain emotions that make a creature temporarily forget forget its loyalties because it's so caught up in the moment that it's not thinking about what it's doing. Um, uh, it also, red also has a big flavor of um, living in the moment, that it wanted to do things now, right? That, that red is like, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to survive now. In fact, one of Red's strategies is, Red says, you know what, you know how I'm going to win? I'm going to hold nothing back. My, you know, the other, the other colors, they'll fight you, but they're, they're holding something in reserve. You know, they're, they're, they're assuming, oh, maybe later on I might need something. And Red's like, you know what, I'm not doing any of that. I'm going to hold nothing in reserve. I'm just going to full out. And that one of Red's strategies is, it uses speed and it uses tempo to say, if I just hit you fast enough that you can't recover, well, I will beat you. Um, and it definitely has, um, one of the things that we, it, it's done some in the past and we're looking to do more of, uh, so like, is the idea that it does things, but it does it temporarily. You know, threaten is definitely that. I can steal things, but temporarily. Uh, mana rituals are like that, which is I can get mana, but I gotta use it right now. Um, whereas green as a content, green will go get land, or green will set up things that slowly ramp it, so that in future turns it can produce mana, that its mana production keeps ramping up. Red gets mana, use it now, and it's gone. And next turn, it, it's got no more resources than it did before. Um, another thing that we've been playing around with in this area recently is we, made, we moved looting into red. Um, but to try to keep looting in flavor of red, what we did is we said, okay, well, you discard first. That blue sort of thinks about it. The blue loses looting to sort of properly upgrade. But red is a little more reckless. Now, people have said to me, I don't understand. If red's so reckless, I mean... Uh, why do you make looting worse than red? I get this question all the time. Why does blue get the good looting? And the answer is that it's contextual. Red is all about using up every resource at its availability to try to beat you as quickly as possible. Blue is about a long game. Okay? So red, red's greatest weakness is it runs out of things. That if it can't beat you and it runs out of things, red will lose. So when red has a land that red could trade that land in to get a spell that could somehow help it win is huge for red. You know, for blue, blue gets the land. Blue probably going to play the land, you know. I mean, maybe if it really needs it, it'll trade it in for something else. But blue's going to build up its land because it wants to do bigger spells later in the game. It, it's playing a longer game. And so looting in red, it can be very valuable for red. In fact, the reason that we kind of like that red, you know, has the, you know, the, the looting that's a little less accurate is that it's more powerful in red. The ability, you know, mid-game to get the cards you need to finish them is so powerful that we, we kind of had a weekend in a little bit just so it's on even keel. Red looting is not bad. Red looting can be very good because it fits in the style of what red is doing. Um, so also, uh, I, I realized I jumped over some of the, the keywords. Let's talk a little bit about keywords for red. Um, so red is passionate. Um, haste is trying to represent that drive. I mean, haste is, is partly speed, but also the idea of, of haste is uh, when you summon a creature, they have summoning sickness, you know, meaning that they're disoriented. Like, what's going on? Where am I? Where red creatures are so focused, that doesn't bother them. You know, if you get a creature that just wants to attack, and another ability of red is must attack every turn, that, you know, red just has some creatures that are like, whatever, you know, I am focused, I'm attacking, that is what I'm doing, you know, or I'm just not disoriented. You call me, I'm, I'm ready, you know, there's no disorientation. Um, we also put trample in red, trample uh, second, secondary in red, primary in green, um, because that represents sort of the passion and the drive, and like, you're just not stopping me, 
you know, ah, whether it's anger or, or, or passion or whatever it is, you know, red is, comes fully charged. Okay, now next, the other thing, thing about red is red and white are the two combat colors in that they're the colors that are the fighters. Now, white, it organizes. It is an army. It trains itself. That its strength comes from all its things working together because they're a unified group. Red doesn't have that. Red, what red has is red's just a brawler. Red, red's, red's creatures, or some of red's creatures, yes, they fight all the time. You know why they're good fighters? Because they fight a lot. You know how you get good at fighting? You fight. Um, and so first strike and double strike were put in red as well as white to represent that just being a good fighter. You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm faster than you at fighting. I'm, 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 I'm a better fighter. And we get in fight, odds are I'm just going to hit you before you can even hit me because I'm the better fighter. Um, also, sometimes we use red sort of building up, like the slith ability we've used a couple times. Um, red also has fire breathing that can, can show, I mean, sometimes it's actually fire breathing, but sometimes it represents just red's passion of how we can, you know, it can sort of push its emotions and get a little stronger. Um, we've definitely done a few abilities with power pumping sometimes where, you know, it, it gets a boost, but it burns itself out. Um, there's this, uh, the slith ability, obviously, we've used it a few times. Um, so, another aspect of red is red definitely has a joker mentality, a, a trickster mentality, that part of what it wants to do is it... In, red, in some ways, of all the colors, has a sensibility... Uh, maybe you could probably say this, but red, in a lot of ways, is like Timmy. Not that Timmy... I mean, Timmy does like red, but um, what I'm trying to say is that red, like Timmy, lives for the experience. That if Red's not enjoying what Red is doing, Red is not going to do it. Red, Red's not in it for the long... Red's not like, well, I have to do something I don't enjoy to later do something I enjoy. That's not Red. Red's like, you know what I want to do? How about the thing I enjoy? I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to do the thing I enjoy right now. Um, and so I, I, I think that um, the reason the trickster stuff plays so well in Red is that Red just, like, loves messing with other people. In the same way a practical joker loves messing with other people. It's fun. It's fun to do it. It's fun to see their face, you know. So, like, Red has misdirecting, and it has copying. So, like, you know, you can do something, ha-ha, I got this. Or it has thread, and it can steal your stuff. That You know, Red definitely likes to mess with you. Um, I think that's a big part of it. It's a big part of what Red, Red... Red embraces and has fun. I think if you look at all the colors, the color that is most enjoying fighting is Red. Because Red prioritizes enjoying the combat. Um, now... Uh, red also embraces chaos. I mean, like I said, I don't think Red sees it as chaos as much as Red sees it as fun. You know, as, as or Red's like, I'm willing to embrace chaos because, you know, just like Black will do whatever it takes to get the power it wants. Red is like, this is fun. I, as long as I'm having fun, whatever, you know. And so Red gets the coin flipping, and we have the crazy red enchantments, usually rare, that just, you know, that just sweep the board, or just crazy things happen. And you don't know what's going to happen to you cash it, you know. The red definitely has some spells like, what's going to happen? Let's see. I have no idea. Um, so, oh, the other thing that red will do is... Um, some of the way that red answers things is red is focused on what it likes to do. So, for example, red loves doing direct damage. Um, so sometimes, instead of changing what it does, red has the ability to sort of adapt uh, its damage or its spells in general to fight the person's fighting. So red will exile things when it destroys them. It will make damage that can't be prevented. It will make damage that, or, or spells that can't be countered. You know, that one of the ways that red deals with um, having things that are problematic it's not necessarily changing its style of play, but sort of 
you know, equipping its magic with some answers that help. You know, because one of the one of the things in general about about red that's this philosophically is that I mean, each color the way the way to think of of, of the color philosophies is that each color prioritizes something. Um, and I, I talked about this before that one of the things I like writing the colors as characters. In fact, one of the reasons that to me, uh, you know, like if, if if we ever made a magic movie or one day maybe we will. Um, I think that having characters based on colors is fascinating because I think the colors make great characters. So there's a very famous expression uh, in writing, which is bad decisions make good stories. And that if you can take your character and get them to make a decision that that's true to the character, that makes perfect sense, that you understand why they'd make that decision, but it's a horrible decision, you get good stories out of that. You know, and that red to me, the reason red is so much fun to write is that red is very understandable. Red just wants to do what it feels. It wants to follow its heart. It just wants to follow its impulses. And you understand that. Every single person's been somewhere and something's happened and they're like, oh, I just want to do this. Now, a lot of times you're, you know, your brain overrides you and go, that would be bad. But, but sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you go, screw it. I'm doing it. You know, and who knows, sometimes there's ramifications for doing it. But, you know, just the, it feels good. You, you get how when you make that decision, it feels so good. You understand why a character will make that decision. And then it's fun to watch the character have to live up to the ramifications of what they do. That's why red is great. So one of the things um, in writing uh, is they teach a thing called the fatal flaw. So the idea is when you write a character... Um, if you can understand the fatal flaw of the character, what is the, 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 the thing most wrong with the character, that you can build a good character around that. That having a juicy fatal flaw just makes for fun and a good character. Because you want your characters to be flawed. I mean, humans are flawed, and you want your characters to be flawed. Your character being perfect in every way does not make for the best story. You know, you have to have your main character make mistakes. That's part of what makes a good story is not everything they do works. Um... And so, one of the things that's interesting is when you sort of look in deep and look at Red. What is Red's fatal flaw? And Red's fatal flaw is that it just prioritizes the moment for the future. It prioritizes, like, at any one moment, it just wants something so bad. And it's like, why are we not, why are we not following that? If you have passion, why not follow the passion? If you have emotion, why not follow the emotion? You know, and so red is very future be damned, you know, and, and the, fun, the funny thing is that, you know, so one of the things that you learn when you look at something, um, like when you learn like the fatal flaw, uh, and I talk about this a lot, is you look, as a writer, you always look internally. Well, if all characters have a fatal flaw, shouldn't all humans have a fatal flaw? And fundamentally, I believe they do. Uh, I mean, humans are a little more complex than characters in general, um, but... Uh, I mean, I, so for example, I, I've looked at it internally, and one, I, I think kind of my fatal flaw, and this is why I really relate to Red, is um, I'm not good at suppressing what I'm feeling. Th- that when I feel something, I feel it. And I'm, I cannot hide it. I am horrible at hiding it. Um, and in life, sometimes, you, you can't always let people know what you're feeling. It is not necessarily the best strategy. Um, and my problem is I do, not, I do not hide my emotions one iota. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't punch people, you know, on a whim or anything, but, but, but I do feel things and I do express those things. And I, I've gotten in trouble many times in my life because I just don't, 
I'm not good at not expressing those things. And that, that, that is the red in me, you know, that definitely that, uh, the one of the reasons I really, I understand red is uh, I see the, the desire to give into passions and I see the desire to, to express what you are feeling. And I'm very sympathetic with that. And so that's what, that's what those I like. Cause I think, I think one of my beliefs real quick, I'm perking now, so I, I will have to finish this up. Um, one of my beliefs is the reason the color pie is so valuable and such a major part of magic is what Richard had done when he made the game is he tapped into just basic human needs and desires, you know, and every color has a desire that's understandable, you know, that everybody can say, you know, understand the idea of looking out for the group and, and needing rules to make sure that people are safe or the idea of being curious and just wanting to know what something is, you know, even to the point, like, you know, to the point where you're kind of doing things you shouldn't because you really need to know. And black is just the idea of just being selfish and just wanting something and really, really wanting it and knowing that what you're doing isn't necessarily good for other people, but it's something that you want, you know. And green is, is just about the idea of enjoying the thing you have and not wanting to see it change. And it's kind of wanting to, to live in the moment and, and slow things down so that you can enjoy that thing, you know. Uh, and obviously with red, just having passion and wanting to live to that passion. I mean, each of the, each, each of the colors of the color wheel speak to human nature and speak to how people are. Um, and each one has a fatal flaw that makes its own mistakes, that does its own problem. And that one of the fun things about the colors is that they do that, you know. And that I think the reason people really identify with colors is there's something that matches them. You know, one of the guilds, for example, and I think color combinations work a little bit better, is that of the ten combinations, there's something that just, you know, that is you. Like, I like, is it? That is me. You know, I'm intellectual, I, I, I strive for knowledge, but I'm emotional. And, and, you know, I think when you mix those two things together, you get passion and creativity. And, you, you know, you get uh, this desire to just create things, because you have to create things, that your passion and your curiosity is smashed together. Um, but anyway, that is me talking about red. Um, like I said, I, I, I wanted red to sort of feel red. Um, I, I haven't been doing this super consciously, but like, it's honest for me when I talk about the color that I kind of embody the color a little bit. So today I wanted to be passionate because I was doing red. Not that I'm not normally passionate. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, uh, it's been fun. I, I love talking color pie and I, next week won't be green, but I will eventually get to green and then I'll wrap this up. Um, but, uh. And then I, I, I'll, I'll get a few other podcasts on colors. I have a few other ideas of, of types of podcasts to talk about um, with color because I, I love color philosophy. Um, really, if you don't, I wrote an article on all the colors. And if, if you've never spent some time reading it, I think the color philosophy is one of the most fascinating things about magic. So if you're into magic, which I assume because you listen to my podcast, um, check it out. I, I think the, literally the magic color philosophy is one of the coolest things ever. Um, and I don't know. I'm... I'm a big fan. So, anyway, uh, as uh, I am passionate, but I also am passionate about going and making, making magic. So I'll talk to you guys next time. Ciao.